welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives of varying skill range. I took back over the intro because you guys did a horrible job last week. I am the CEO of this firm, Andrew. With me are Com- what do you want to go with? Comptroller. Uh, our, oh our yeah, you're so great at doing the intro. <laughs> so good. I'm sorry, Keith picked a weird intro for himself. I don't, I don't know. And of course, with us, our intern, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, Keith picked for us, and we played Going Under by Agro Crab Studios. Going Under is a satirical dungeon crawler roguelike where you are playing a intern who started at this very Amazon-esque corporation, and you are essentially going down into these dungeons underneath the company to fight various dungeons and try to collect these important artifacts you need to get. So going around, Keith, since this was your game, is this a game or pass for you? It's definitely a game. It's it's not too difficult. It's easy to pick up. Um, it's it's not the best game out there, but we'll get into it. I think what's interesting is it blows out one of my whole things about roguelites that they don't really need a story, and it actually has a kind of interesting little tale. So it's a game. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, for me, as a hardcore gamer at first, I was actually to give this a pass because I actually found this too easy. And I was kind of bored with it because I'm like, this isn't much of a challenge. I was beating the like dungeons after one or two runs. And I was just like, okay. But exactly like halfway through the game, it actually kind of does like a new game plus and actually gets a lot more difficult. And that's when I was actually starting to enjoy it because it was giving me more of a challenge. But I agree. I actually really enjoyed the story by the end. It's nothing too unique, but it was pretty good. All right, so I feel like your opinion went up and down with that. So it's a game for you? Oh, sorry. It is a game. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. When I first saw the trailer, I thought, this game looks stupid. And then I started playing it. I was like, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> I think I kind of got burnt out a little bit quicker than definitely Andrew because I, it took me a while to beat the first boss. So because like there are so few dungeons, I, I kind of got sick of them, to be honest. But I'm still going to give it a game because I thought it was a hoot. Who nanny? Can, I was gonna say I thought I, I was gonna say I thought it was a lot of fun. But I was like I already said fun. <laughs> and like, like, just came to mind. So you went with hoot. All right, we'll go with that. So starting off with the story, as Keith kind of said a little bit, the story actually is pretty interesting. It's the game isn't. It's just slightly satirical. So it's it's pretty funny, but nothing like knee slapping. You're not gonna be cracking up laughing, but. Yeah, you play this fresh college graduate who's going in and you get this job as a marketing executive or well, a marketing internship. But when you get to the company, which is Fizzle, which is a like beverage place, but they're part of an Amazon-esque company, you find out that you are basically just a regular intern and you're not actually there to do the job. You're there to slay monsters. And so they just keep sending you in the dungeon to find these artifacts and basically Unpaid risk your life. Unpaid intern. Oh, sorry. Unpaid. Because I mean, that's I feel like kind that's of implied. important. I feel like that's implied. Most internships aren't paid. No, that's not true. They're at changing all. that now. They're changing it. Uh, that's true, I guess. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of yes. them are paid. I think. But yes. So, what did you guys actually think of the story? Because I, I will say at first, I did not care. I didn't think this game was that funny. And I wasn't too great into, the hum- like, into that humor. I thought some of the characters were kind of likable. But near the end, I was really digging the story. I thought it, it turned into some really cool corners, and I liked it. So I, I kind of already played my hand on this because I said it as part of my intro, is that I actually thought the story was pretty good. As as you said, overall, the comedy that it was going for, like, I I mean, 
you're playing a, a person right out of college. So you're obviously in your early twenties, I guess, but I don't know. I think, I think some of the humor I'm, I'm like too old for, um, which <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it was like, I don't, I don't know. And, and at the same time, some of the jokes just got a little bit overpaid overplayed as far as like, I get it. You're an unpaid intern. Okay. You're going to do this grimy task. Like it got a little bit worn, but where the game goes, like it, again, like, I don't know if we want to talk much about it because it's a newish game and it, this is a spoiler, but it takes a really fun turn. And, and I liked where it went and like overall, like how it even ended up like describing how the dungeons became what they were from being originally an operating business. I thought it was actually like kind of a neat way to explain it. Yeah. I, I was, I actually liked basically when they explained the name of going under, I just assumed it meant like, Oh, you're going under the, the company and slaying monsters, but there actually is a more significant reason as to why it's called it going under. And I thought it was kind of cool. I was actually going to say the same thing as Keith about how I felt like they kept doing the same jokes over and over again. And so for me, I didn't really find them funny. I kind of wish that they went more into the characters a bit. Yeah. They kind of had a little bit of personality, but I wanted more. So I feel like the story itself, I was just kind of like, eh. But yeah, I just wish they did more with them. I think it was Ray, the CEO, is really the only one that they really give a ton of personality, I guess. Or like give you any reason to feel for him. Everyone else is just yeah. very flat. Well, I felt like that the shop guy was kind of like a. I just pictured him as kind of like a stoner. Yeah. And then there was the the girl that was always like just mad. Well, she was know? like always mad because she was always kind of brushed under the carpet and just exactly. Kind of yeah. Also, so she's a I programmer like... or a developer. Yeah. They're very quiet, angry people usually. <laughs> I, I, oh, is that really? In the nicest way, <laughs> like it, it's just how they Maybe are. A stereotype in their keys. I work with a lot of them, Andrew, and and they all are very similar in that aspect. They're they're not mean. They're just short and to the point. They 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 speak with purpose. That's all. That's quiet ones so, you have to worry like she about. couldn't be that bad of a person. <laughs> yeah. And you can pet the dog. Very yeah. important. I also like that they gave the dog a butthole. <laughs> I did not notice that, but I don't look for that. <laughs> they made sure they gave it a nice little X, right? <laughs> Andrew's always it. looking for dog butthole. Yeah, I'm gonna start a Twitter it. account. Does does the dog have a butthole? <laughs> and I'm just gonna go through games. It wow. confirm. I think I think you're gonna get a much different crowd than you want to get having a Twitter account. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I probably shouldn't do that then. I've already got in trouble with EA Play with uh, one of our clan names, so I probably won't want to do a Twitter account. <laughs> but yeah, so I I thought the story was good, but actually what I thought was kind of interesting was the gameplay. So which interesting about this gameplay and why this isn't just like every other roguelike is this game I found to be very accessible. I actually found this to be, like I said at the beginning, pretty easy. And the thing with this game is you're not picking up weapons. You're picking up kind of things around the office. Well, kind of. I mean, you're picking up sledgehammers and pickaxes and keyboards. So, like, some things clearly aren't in an office. But the whole purpose of this game is you to just kind of grab something that you find within the room, beat somebody with it until it breaks, and then find something else to beat somebody up with. So the combat I actually... I thought it was interesting. Well, I also like that they have the mentor tasks. So, like, sometimes combat switched with that. Yeah, that's where the rogue element really kind of comes in. Yeah, so, like, you had to kill somebody with, like, the brick phones, but they suck. So, for me, I thought they switched up a little bit that way. But overall, the weapons, I mean, like, if you're playing these dungeons over and over and over again, they're the same. I, I feel like they're it gets very boring after a while. They kind of are, but... 
but in certain ways they at least with within their own biome of each dungeon or business that you go to they're all mostly unique for like the actual weapons you can pick up like when you're in the first one the joblin one it's all just it's like spears it's swords it's nothing like crazy and then it goes into more when you go to the dating site there's actually more elemental weapons and it's a lot more range and then the last one it's like big heavy duty one because it's it's crypto mining or it's a crypto company so they're mining and yeah they have mining tools I, so i thought that was kind of cool in that way yeah i loved the kind of the themes with everything because of course everything's very kind of puns so yeah the first place you're going to is uh joblin and so you're fighting goblins but they are workers so they're called joblins and but they have like clever names like a guy always has a spear he's a freelancer and I always just love the kind of fun puns they did with this game. Yeah, when you go, as Keith said, to the Sticks coin, which is a cryptocurrency, you have, you know, miners, and they're literally miners. And you have, like, people that are actually hacking in a computer rig, and it's it's actually... I love the puns in the game. But I also... Came back to the weapons. I thought it was frustrating, too, though. Whenever you opened a box that wasn't, like, the main box at the end, the weapon would always only have one hit. It'd be flashing red already. And those were usually the weapons that were the best, especially like early on. So for me, like I, I feel like that was kind of dumb. Well, that, that was happening every yeah. single time. Did you did you use swamp? What swamp? <laughs> the 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 cafeteria guy was the, he your mentor? The burnt out guy you were talking about. Yeah, is that why? Mm-hmm. That's one Aww. of one of his perks is that you find their like swamp cubes and they're they're filled with good loot, but yeah, it's always damaged. See, I played so many hours of this game, and there's so much I don't know. Andrew was telling me about how to make the brick phones, where you like leave the room and there's an app, and then you go back and it's there. I mean, I'm assuming that, it, me that I'm assuming that it was in his character thing, and I just didn't read it. <laughs> no, I, I I found that on a YouTube video because it was so. This was something I YouTube this week because it was bothering me because I was like, I know it's as simple as just pick up a brick phone kill enemy and i would see the brick phones and i couldn't figure it out and so i was like there's gotta be a way to make brick phones like it just has to be a way so i discovered hot tip of the week that i can't take credit for knowing myself is if there is an app in the room and you leave the room and come back the app will be a bricked phone so that's how you can generate them more quickly to get through that mission yeah fun fact yeah i i enjoyed kind of the mentor side quest that you had so there's five mentors which are your you know various employees and every time you go up to them you know they give you something kind of pretty easy to do you know hey toast a sandwich go down fight this mini boss have you know a couple of companions like it's just these random kind of things to do and there's an easy way to kind of farm them and every time you're doing these missions the mentor themselves are actually leveling up and they'll actually give you more perks to go back down in the dungeon so I enjoyed this at, like aspect of it where I'm still trying to do the main story of completing the dungeon, but I'm also trying to achieve these side quests to make it easier for me in the future to kind of go back to these dungeons. And I actually thought that was a really nice gameplay element. I mean, I yeah. think it's a good element, but if someone like me that it took a little while to kill like the first boss, it's weird. So the first boss, it took me a while to kill. It was either second or third. I did the, I think I did the first try. So I felt like with the first one, I just didn't want to go back. And a lot of the mentor tasks were for the first dungeon. And I was like, I don't, I'm done with, I, that's boring. I don't want to keep going back to that. So I, I wish that uh, it was more like you spent a certain amount of time in each one. I felt like it didn't really flow. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Well, 
I, and I don't get why, but I, I had the exact same experience is I kept getting that first one or I couldn't get past the first one. And then I didn't really try on the other ones because I was like, I want to finish this one. I want to beat the first boss. And I just I couldn't do it. Um, I knocked out a bunch of side missions. And I think that's sort of what ultimately helped me overcome it because I then I just had more skills and, and everything like that. But once I beat that, it was I think within five tries, I beat Winky Dink and the, the dating app and then I beat sticks on my very first try so it was just like it, it was weird how it happened I beat sticks on my first try I beat Joblin on my second try and I beat Winky Dink I think on my third try I, I, I thought Winky Dink was yeah the most difficult one because of like the fire elements and yeah they did it like a lot more elemental attacks and the enemies were just more annoying but I, overall like that's what I was kind of saying like I found the gameplay to be very easy but I love that halfway through the game it essentially forces you to kind of do a new game plus and you're rerunning these dungeons, which of course are procedurally generated. So, you know, you're, they're always slightly different, but nothing like crazy. And on the harder difficulty, you're actually meeting new enemies. The levels are slightly changing. So like the cryptocurrency one sticks coin is now like a good amount of levels are flooded. And so you have like slower movement speed or like the Joblin ones, like there's like more fire and more, there's booby traps. So I, I, I thought it was really cool that they kind of forced you into a new game plus and it was just enough difficult, but not frustrating difficult. Not like something like Dead Cells where, you know, when you progress in that game and it got harder, it got very hard. I just liked it gave me just enough challenge. But I also feel like it, it wasn't raw. I mean, it obviously is random, but it didn't feel random to me. There was one ability that I got and I only got it once. And I played this game so many times. I kept getting the same... Uh, what are, Not artifacts. So Skills? What, yeah, but from the stores. I kept getting the same ones over and over and over again. And I thought that was really frustrating. So for me, I'm like, is there like an issue with my game? Because I was looking at, because you can look at all like the skills that, you know, you acquire and stuff. And I was just getting the same ones every time. I mean, they were good, but, you know, I got a mission to kill with my bare hands. So I was like, I wanted that strength one again. And I, I, think, I could I not do think there it. was a tendency towards certain ones. Because I, I can think about it. Like I have, I think it was like 70 or so of them unlocked at this point. And for the most part, I do feel like I got within some range, like maybe only 20 to 30 of them frequently. Because you're right, like there's the one like uh, the Queen's Gambler or something where you gain two strength, but you get less gold. So I don't think I ever really saw that one out in the wild much. Or there might also be, I want to say like maybe a little bit and like thinking about this myself that like because you always picked the same ones because you're like i like these ones you say this every time i say <laughs> that about a roguelike where i'm like i keep getting the same but, ones and i really want to like explore the other ones you're always like i think it's in your head well, cause, and maybe it is i just think it's funny that you tell me this every time and every time i still bring it up well, the, and the reason being is because i do the same thing is i just see the one that i like real quick and i won't even take a second to like look at what the other option is so when i say i never see those ones it's probably because I just didn't even look at them in the first place. Like I'm, I'm putting that on me and just saying possibly that's why you see that. Well, I always look at both because there's some like once you get it to 100%, you can choose that when you go in for a run because you can always choose one and one mentor. And so I always try to use the one that isn't at 100%, even if I don't really like it. So I know I've been looking at every single one every time. Nope. So that's why I just like, got frustrated. That's fair. I, I Occasionally I know I would. But yeah, for the most part, I almost got into like a Slay the Spire mode 
with this game where I was just like, I knew all the skills. I knew the ones I was looking for to accomplish what I needed. And I would just be like, yep, got it. Get that one. Yep. Other one. Good. And so unless I like really couldn't decide or didn't know, see one that I immediately wanted, that's when I would look. I should have done that because I probably would have progressed faster. Like I never use the guns. So like the one that comes up where, you know, it helps with your, with like firing and stuff. It's like, I probably shouldn't have picked that one. (laughs) So here's my question. Who was your favorite mentor? I just did the guy that gave me a free thing at the store. I I think I I did. I don't think you ever did anyone else, did you? I I did, um, I think maybe two other people. No, I definitely did the boss. And then I realized that he gave me debt and that was really annoying because I used him to get the espresso machine, Yeah. Um, that task. And then I used at least one or two other people, but I always just wanted the free items, you know. My favorite was the money lady, Tappy, Toppy? What'd she do? I think Tappy. I think it's Tappy. Yeah. She, you earn extra money from killing monsters and stuff. So you get like cents. And so, like, I definitely actually, used her. I, I did use her as well. I liked her a lot because I actually found out I would have more money than anything, and I could buy majority of the stuff in these shops anytime I went to them. Yeah, and then by the end of it, once you get her leveled up, the stores replenish, and yeah. you get uh, you get extra shops that you know you don't get instant instant purchases on. But it's kind of interesting because it does it like an Amazon delivery. So you order it, and then it says we'll deliver within three to five. Uh, business which was annoying oh yeah business battles i did too but i thought it was kind of funny because again once you level her all the way up you get um what's the what's the name of this the company uh cubicle yeah you get like cubicle primo or whatever and then it delivers in two two business battles and it's every time i saw cubicles icon to me it looked like nine gag it literally was like the same design just reversed (laughs) I have to look at that. I don't know because I don't go on Night Gang much. But I will say I do like the diversity of like each mentor. Like I feel like it changes the gameplay enough. Like even like the apps lady, she was probably my least favorite because I thought the apps were just okay. Apps are essentially like active abilities you can use. Uh, that they're you know very limited use. You know they range from you know you create a decoy or you summon allies or you act, order an extra supply of something. I thought the apps were just okay, so she was like my least favorite. But I I at least liked. And I enjoyed how each one of them really kind of shook up the gameplay. No, they, and that's the thing is you, you don't necessarily realize it until, so at the end of the game, it goes, there's actually like two new and it goes into new game plus. And then once you get into that section, you can open up what's called imposter mode, which is like these uh, like nine room runs that you have to do consecutively start to finish. And then each time you beat it, it gets progressively harder and adds additional tasks into it. And that one, you don't start with a mentor. You have to, like, buy it. And it's not necessarily a full-level mentor like you've been playing with. And you realize how much of a difference it makes when you level them up and when you just have them in in general. Uh, I know definitely I was with you, Liz. For the most part, I used Swamp. I thought he was the best. By the end, he gets the – he starts every floor with with additional allies. So, like, if you have him on that imposter mode run, it's going to be nice. But you have – but. You don't get to pick that unless you're lucky enough to roll them in, in a store. Did you guys like the um, entrepreneur? I think that's what he was called. He was the one that if you took an item that kind of cursed you, you would get three good items. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that's actually what his name was. That's actually clever. What was it again? Entrepreneur. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I did it just about oh, every time. Because there's an achievement for it, too. Uh, the, yeah, but there was never really a 
point where any of the curses got me so bad that I was like, I, I don't know, this is too hard. The only one that's bad is, is the first person mode one, which is really neat, but it has a tendency to glitch out your game when it when it goes out of first yeah, person yep. mode. So that was my bug of the week. Getting out of when you got that curse went to first person, and then when you exited first person, my screen it was like the camera was spinning. So if anyone up there is sensitive to lights, maybe have some like epilepsy, might want to be careful with this game. Hopefully they fix that bug because it's pretty brutal. I got a bug where it would have me die before I actually died, and it would just kind of like freeze me in the death position, and then I would get up and I would still have health, and I could still beat the level. That's the perk uh, you had. Nope. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, I don't you know that. anything about this <laughs> game. Really I thought it was a glitch. I was like, why is it doing? Wait, what was the perk? The perk's called failing forward, and when you die, you revive with like one or two hearts. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know I'm so many so questions about right Liz's now. prior bugs. See, this is why we question well, so same, many things. No, so like no I, that's understandable. But also with the the entrepreneur, there was one where enemies get the last laugh. And I hated it because I would just like get foobarred. And I was like, Andrew, I don't understand what's happening. And he's like, well, get away from the enemies. They're blowing up. And I was like, oh, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> so it was like I hated it so much. And then I realized, oh, just roll. Yeah, just yeah. just get away from the, from where the pain's coming from is kind of I the name like of the I game. I played this game so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, not entirely impossible. But I wouldn't I say also, that. I also like... There, I feel like the apps really helped me too because like when I didn't really like when I was doing bad I would just put on the tube view and distract the uh, the monsters and stuff so I felt like that kind of was the reverse of it where I found those very helpful but yeah so I'm surprised so as I said before this game's very accessible <laughs> and when you actually like start your game even if you've already created a game there's an option to actually turn assist mode on and assist mode is really cool it actually let you alter the game any way you want where you can, you know, have extra hearts. You can have your weapons be more durable. You can have the enemies be weaker. It actually gives you these like different abilities for you to do. And I, I love that this game has this because, you know, this game, roguelikes generally are very difficult. They're generally meant for just very hardcore people and, you know, really, you gotta have like really twitch-like reflexes. But this game is very accessible and I love that. But Liz, I'm surprised you never turned it on. I told you about it and you're like, no, I wanna play this game real. Well, because, I mean, like I said, there was at least one of the dungeons that I beat the first try. Like, I didn't find it too hard. I think it was really just about, like, finding a strategy, like, getting the mentor that worked for you and stuff like that. But, I mean, the little things that, you know, I'm saying, like, messed me up a little bit. Like, okay, in all fairness, the death thing, that ability that I had, I shouldn't be laying on the floor for what felt like an eternity. Like, I shouldn't stop <laughs> combat that much. So I felt like those little things, like, they, they would affect the run. But overall, I mean, I understood most of the game. <laughs> like, most of my runs were good. <laughs> I understood most of the game. Well, there, this is a game, and I think this comes with the rogue, like, a little bit, is that you kind of need to use the wiki on it. I mean, like, and it's weird, because you don't. Like, you can absolutely fail forward, as Liz has, has proven. But... As at the same time, there's a lot of the perks that don't really give you much description. Oh, it's, yeah. There's like, one you're in, a baby, and it's like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. It, it, like, is this, I don't feel like it's entirely cosmetic because all of the skills do something. So I'm like, I don't know. Do I run faster? Do I, you know, have higher critical? Is that damage? What does it do? And I'm sure I actually never did look it up. I'm sure I could. But without looking it up, you don't really know what it does or have to pay like 
critical attention to the difference it makes instead yeah. of the spreadsheet or something like that. Yeah, that's probably one of my biggest complaints is I wish this game did have a little bit more descriptions. I, as for me, it didn't affect the gameplay that much. When it came to a skill, I just grabbed it, whatever. Like, because I didn't find the game too difficult, so I was like, whatever. I'm not sure what this is doing, but I'll just grab it. So, I don't know. I, I do wish, though, like, some things were a bit more explained. I also, with the, uh, was it the app store that gave you that card so you could like, ID the employee or whatever it is? You yeah, get them. the Rolodex, yeah. I, all the Joblins and everything, like, I'm like, I feel like the enemies should have been more diverse so I could remember who I've hit before. So, like, one of the guys in, like, the monster trucks or whatever, like, I mean, they all look the same. So, for me, it's, like, I actually like that because it did hit hard as well. But I just felt like, especially in the first one, the uh, Joblin, I don't think they were diverse enough at all. I I, I felt like I was just hitting Joblins with it over and over again. Uh, A little bit. No, I I thought they were overall. I mean, you kind of had a small, medium, and large one. There's, like, the little one that, you know ran around those look you know they had a giant head tiny body then those there was freelancers the, yeah then you have the medium-sized ones that just run up and attack you and then you have the ones with a backpack and then they throw stuff at you but they got a baseball hat on but they have different abilities but they all look the same no it was like a small medium and a large one and then you had the really big one yeah but like, you could have the joblins look a little more different <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, for instance, I, the other the other levels, like you have like the the annoying match woman who just sends hearts at you and hits you with that. Those were way more diverse. The Joblin dungeon, I just felt. I mean, yeah. If you're comparing, I guess I can see where you're coming from. Because yeah, yeah, between the two, it was quite sure. different. Yeah, but I I never had an issue where I'm like, wait, is this the guy who throws things, or is this the guy who hits? No, me with I just meant specifically for the app thing where it's like I'm trying to collect all the characters I'm like how do I remember which Joblin they all look the same but I will say on top of that though is it's fine to me at least and and the reason I'm not bothered too much by it is in the small environment that this game is it's three unique biomes that I think they do a very good job making unique of of each other well kind of five but there's three main ones yes well yeah I guess more more likely, yeah. But but really, like you have those three areas, and they're diverse enough that they don't really step on each other's toes, and they're all short enough that you don't need a. T- if there was too many characters, it'd be too much. And then when you open up the first new game plus the or the new game plus of it, you get more enemies, and then you have like the one that has the t-shirt cannon, you know, and he has got the giant mascot head on and like other yeah. stuff. So the I car guy now has a carpool, and he has a buddy with him that drives around with him. But, I mean, like, with Dead Cells, it was fun seeing the the new weapons that you were going to get with a uh, specific run. So I think that's what was really missing for me was that I knew exactly what weapons were going to be in the room waiting for me. I mean, uh, some rooms might have pencils and laptops and, like, one, like, bone thing. But, I mean, like, I knew. I knew what, like, the the weapons were going to be. And so that's why I was really disappointed in the combat in this game. I liked the combat. I liked some of the weapons, but it's just boring having the same ones for every run, especially when you have to go back to the same runs. I just, I wanted something different with the runs. That's probably my biggest complaint. I thought the weapons got really boring. Yeah, like give me variety and also just make me excited to find out what's going to be behind the next door. And I wasn't excited. I knew what enemies were going to be there. The weapons, everything was laid out every time. In the new game plus, you got some couple unique, really cool weapons, but they were very far in between. Like one was a sledgehammer 
but the like actual mallet part was two coffee cups or two coffee pots and it had an added effect where when you hit enemies it slowed them down or i had like a uh, a scythe that was like called like um ah, crap i can't remember it was it was a clever name it was another yeah, reaper something yeah i have i actually uh, opened up the wiki i could probably look it but that one was cool because it actually had like lifesteal and then I had a baseball bat that would always home run enemies. And it was like these really cool weapons, but they were kind of rare. And so like those were like fun to get, but I just, you didn't get them enough. You're just getting the same items like Liz says of the same pickaxe, the same bone club. And especially because there are so few dungeons, that's why I felt like they should have added that feature. Like if the dungeons aren't going to, there aren't going to be enough dungeons for, you know, variety than have the weapons be the variety i i can't i can't argue against that i i like andrew said i think the like really unique weapons were really cool when you got them but yeah overall the weapon set is pretty low but i think the game is built really more on the the perks and the mentorships in terms of how it's going to shake up your runs so i didn't i didn't overly hate it outside of it just got boring when you kind of like i was playing this game in big chunks and i I would sit down and play for you know two or three hours at at a time and it does get a little bit draining, I will say. And and to that point, actually, it's funny that, Liz, you never turned on the assist mode. Because once I got to the, the final boss that would take me into New Game Plus, I went I, I, maybe four or five tries. And I just, you know what? I don't I don't feel like grinding this out. And so I just turned on every single assist up to the max. And I went through. And then from there, I just left him on and just breezed through pretty much the rest of the game. So, yeah, so Keith's a cheater. I'm not a cheater. It the, the game has it there. I played it how I wanted to play it, and I I just wanted to beat it at that point. I guess that's true. Any way you want to play is the right way. I'll give you yeah. that. Thank you, Andrew. That's why but, I said I, I no judgment, Liz. If you if you go back and you want to turn on assist mode. So I kind of want to touch a little bit more on the graphics. I know we're, we've kind of gone a little bit over on like the different dungeons, but overall, what did you guys think of the graphics? It's it's a weird thing because like a lot of indie games, it has like a not very, it's not a super technical high detail style, but it's just very like shapes. Yeah. that's It's, like, it's kind of something on like a mic, like a 3d Microsoft paint. Like your character is just like these flat noodle arms. Like the character models are kind of like very kind of flat noodly arm, but I will say I love the graphics because it's not pixel. As much as I enjoy pixel art games, I am sick of seeing them from indie studios. This was kind of nice yeah. of a game to have actual 3D models. Yeah, and that's I think kind of where I was where I was kind of going go with that too is is that like yeah, it's like very much not good, but that's fine. That's so many games. I mean, it's it's every pixel art game, but it's it's unique. And yeah. it also and it works because it's not so bad that you're like, oh, they couldn't have done better. Like they could have done better. They just decided to go with that. It, it almost looks like it was built on a beta. Like if you ever of, see yeah. like old beta videos, it's always like these floppy, like amorphous creatures running around and then eventually become, you know, Skyrim or whatever. Yeah. It just felt like they just stopped at that point. And I kind of appreciate that. I almost kind of feel like a bubbly vibe from it. Obviously, there, I mean, it's not bubbles, but like it just it seemed bubbly <laughs> Describe to me. What do you mean by bubbly? I don't know. It just like, the, like I said, the vibe, not necessarily like the look of it. I and then it, I also would go into a room and like stuff would like keep shaking after it already been hit. So I, I also thought that like not to get back to like the buggy things, but I mean, sometimes things were moving that weren't supposed to be moving. <laughs> it definitely had some of that weird death collision stuff that wasn't 
overly uh, great when you're when you're playing the game. But I think bubbly is an interesting way to describe it. I mean, you're working I don't know. for <laughs> well, you work, you work for a dark, seltzer company. But cheerful, right? But it, so it's I feel like your character is. I don't know. It kind of oh, like okay. a breath of fresh I, I, air from the I get, company. I get where you're coming from. Like lighthearted, like the humor and like. Yeah, but it's also okay. kind of dark. But I mean, I also feel like some of the weapons are kind of goofy. So it just like, I I, I couldn't take it really serious. Like she's like going into. Think about it. You're this character. You're an unpaid intern, and you're like, can you go like murder some monsters in the basement for me? I really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really kind of dark. It's super bubbly. <laughs> but she's just like, yeah, like so she like defeats the bosses, but she, I don't think she actually kills them no. or anything. No, no, she doesn't. But all I'm all I'm saying, and I've been trying to say, is you work for a seltzer company. I thought bubbly was an interesting way to describe the game. Because <laughs> Wait, you work for a seltzer company? Well, oh like my so- goodness! I thought it was soda. F- it's no, called, it's like fizzle, right? Yeah, I thought it's it was fizzle. Bob. It's a it's a Jim it's a Blake, seltzer right. that. You never knew. You I know, no, I did. I didn't. I forgot. I, I, and there was bubbles oh in the fountains gosh. and stuff. That's where I got the idea that it looked bubbly. <laughs> what is wrong with my brain this episode? This you is played, awful. You played so much of this game. I played, played more, I played more hours than you, I think. Yeah, you played like 16 hours and 10. I think that's where my, that, that term came from. <laughs> oh, no. Oh my word! This I is, sound like such weird. an idiot. This episode. <laughs> this episode is going under fast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see what you did there. Yeah. But no, I, I okay. Go. Oh my gosh! Track. Imagine this is the first episode that some people listen to and be like, "Wow, she's an idiot." <laughs> How do well, you were, listen to this? You were over there choking on your drink. It sounded like you were choking <laughs> on drugs. Oh, that's a weird way to say that. I mean, alcohol like you're, is a drug, though. Well, no, it sounded like you were like coughing, like you were just like. Oh, like I was holding it in, yeah. yeah like oh, been yeah. Smoking some drugs, Liz. <laughs> smoking. All right. <laughs> Good. Have fun editing this. No, this is gonna be a nightmare. But yeah, yeah. I so I appreciate the graphic style that they went with this, with this game. I thought the character models, like in game, weren't that impressive. But when you actually talked, they had like flat, like I don't know, cutouts, like drawings of the like of the characters. Super detailed, and I actually really liked it. I love those two. Yeah, because they, were really they like cool. changed them emotionally too, as like, didn't they? Like they would actually yeah. have like different things. Yeah, and so like I, I enjoy the graphical like choice with this game, and I thought the dungeons were all very unique. Granted, like there's only a handful of them, but each one like I knew where I was going, and like I knew what kind of dungeon it was. So I I'm actually impressed overall with the graphics. I was also kind of surprised too with the second dungeon. Like the cuddle pillows. When you say second, me and you opened different dungeons. Yeah, that was really weird. The second dungeon that I thought opened up for me was the Winky Dick. <laughs> I hate that name. <laughs> what was the second dungeon what did you for call you? It again? Winky Dick. Oh, I thought she said something else. Carry on. <laughs> Keith, I got what was six the, coins yeah. in the second one. Keith, what was your second one? I think it was Winky Dink. Yeah. I, I, See, can't I think I got six coins because so, I beat the first one so quick. Before. Yeah, I actually opened up, I think, both of them before I finished the first one. So I like, kept track. I Well, I thought I kept track. But yeah, the second one was kind of weird and like, did you guys think it was like sexual? I mean, it, oh, well, it is. Well, it's supposed it, to be like no, Tinder. 100%. Okay, that's why I, that's well, that's why, why I there thought... was the eggplant, which they called the low-hanging fruit. 
Yeah, and it's a very wiggly eggplant. <laughs> I just wasn't sure how much I was reading into it. <laughs> Clearly like, not is enough. Is this sexual or am I just like a dirty-minded person? <laughs> no, it was a dating app. It was intentional. Yeah, because like the match thing and stuff. Yeah. But I just like, I thought it was really weird that there weren't really any other elements like that in the game. Or I didn't think so. Like you're not, I, well, I mean, there's like flirtation with like one of the other people. But yeah, I mean, it, was it was weird that it just went... But it, it, was be- <laughs> it was because it, it was all built on like these small startup apps and companies. And yeah. so it was a it was a dating site. So There's that's a lot why of companies, though. Tur- <laughs> they didn't have to pick the Tinder one. <laughs> I, will, I will say, though, like, it would have been way less interesting if they picked Match for that, like Match.com. <laughs> you just like, well, no, it, FarmersOnly.com. It it, yeah. Like, <laughs> that would have been oh, fantastic. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. That would have for- been the best. A joke once, Andrew thought it'd be funny to sign me up for uh, Farmers Only. Yeah, I did that for That was a prank that he did I for me. I signed up for Farmers Only. She Gosh. actually got three When matches. we were dating. <laughs> and I made the worst profile. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like, basically said she had an STD and she got three matches. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Ah, uh, that was one of my better fool this, jokes. This is your husband, Liz. This is your husband. Uh, <laughs> but I do like the game. It's like, it's not inappropriately sexual, though. Like, it's definitely, like, enough that adults will get the humor, but kids won't. But, uh, yeah, so I... <laughs> Uh, but what did you guys think of the bosses? Like, there's only a handful of bosses. Did you guys actually find them interesting at all? No, they weren't really overly difficult once you got to them. The only yeah, ones I thought kind of interesting was the second time you fight the Sticks Coin guy, and he's like, you know, do, driving an underworld boat, and when yeah, he goes up, the damned. He's, yeah, he's driving the ferry of the damned, and then he goes and he like jumps up on his chair, and you have to collect enough Sticks Coin to like fill a meter, and then he comes back and fights you again. Again, not dynamic and like wowing by any means, but it was kind of neat. One of my least favorite things happened with one of the boxes, bosses. I hate when you're fighting a boss and you have like a sliver of health and he has a sliver of health and you lose. And it just makes me just be like, do you know what? I'm done with this. <laughs> that happened to me at one point. Andrew, you watched that happen. And I was just like, oh, it just like, it hurts. It was kind of soul crushing to watch. <laughs> I felt depressed for you. Yeah, but, but it thought- also has an aspect where... And I heard Andrew, you said it once while we were we were in a party and you were playing it. Is you sometimes get a little bit greedy. You're like, ah, I think I just need like five or six more hits. I'll, I'm just gonna go straight for it. And then it's that one last they turn and smack you. Yep. I do that all the it. time. I'm just like, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, like you're, they're so close. Where if you're like, if I just go for like two hits back off, two hits back off, I will definitely get this. <laughs> but no. Nope. Got greedy. I just want to win. But oh, that's one thing I really do want to talk about. I loved the music of this game. I thought this music was fantastic. And I like, thought it, it got older. Uh, no, for me, it did not. Like, I mean, granted, you played a lot more than me, so maybe <laughs> it did get old for you. But for me, like, this game actually has an impressive soundtrack, like how many tracks are on it, in which you can go to your apartment and actually play, like select the music. But especially near the end, I thought the final boss fight, when the music's kicking in and like the presentation of the final boss fight... I it really hit home for me. I thought the music was so good in this game. No, I'm I'm a little bit in the middle here. I I'm with Liz where at certain points I was like, okay, I need to stop doing the Joblin area. This is too much. I'm gonna hear this song in my sleep. 
but at the same token, I it was really good. Like I, I really enjoyed what it was doing with the music for the most part, as long as it wasn't starting to wear thin on me. I think Liz, you described it as elevator music, which I think is very wrong. Wow, you got like heated about yes. that. So, look, I mean, I did like. So, I think the music fit the game very well, but I did find it old fast because, I mean, like you guys said, like I was playing, uh, oh, mainly the Joblin area the most, but I found even with the other areas that like I just like flew through, I still was just like, okay, okay, I should probably turn this down a little bit. No, I think the, the yeah, sticks coin was kind of cool because it would like it got like kind of like digital and techno y because. Again, it was you know cryptocurrency, so like it it kind of changed itself up. But yes, I, having played a lot of the Joblin one, I I that's the one I think that like wore on me. Well, when you play the new game plus two, I like too that the game actually did like remixes of the songs as well, kind of like how Celeste did when you would do like the B side of some of the levels. It did the same thing where it's like it remixed some of the music. Well, I, I like some it. of the music, so your character can go back to her apartment, and so I was on the computer or whatever it was, and I was going through the music, and I don't remember if it was, I don't know. Um, I just remember that something played music, and I liked it in the room. Like, I was switching through them, like, oh, these are these are kind of nice. Are they the same ones that were in the game? Yeah. Okay, so I was just being picky when I was playing. Yeah, you were just annoyed because you were losing. I like a little bit, wow. Um, <laughs> I like it in small doses. See, for me, what the music reminded me a lot of, I mean, you guys probably won't know this game, but Jet Set Radio Future, that was a game originally on the Dreamcast and eventually was on the original Xbox. But this is a lot what the music kind of reminded me of, especially when it came to the like final boss song. So I think that's what like really kind of touched like, a bit of a nostalgia for me and I, why I think I enjoyed the music more. But yeah, I think the soundtrack of this keeps great. It's definitely not something I play listening to going to work, like on Spotify, but... It fits so well for the tone for the game. But it wouldn't get you jazzed up to go fight some of your coworkers. <laughs> yeah. Go in and grab staplers and start you know, <laughs> throwing staplers at people. <laughs> yes, let's keep promoting workplace violence. Let's talk I, about this. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I think I'd give this game an A plus for just the music alone. But another thing I think the game does excel well in, and I do think I would recommend this game for Achievement Hunters, so the actual overall time to beat, people are averaging about eight hours. That's what I did. I actually beat this game in about eight hours. And just playing through the game, you get a majority of the achievements. And the assist mode as well, I mean, Keith, can you confirm this? Does it turn off achievements? Nope. You get all the achievements. It, it makes yeah. it 100% accessible in that way that they, if you want to turn them on, turn them on. So especially if you don't like the game, but you just want to get some easy achievements, turn on all the assist mode. And if you are enough of an achievement hunter you're probably good enough of video games that you should breeze through with assist mode yeah but the achievements majority of them are gameplay just beating the game kind of thing some of them are like maxing out each mentor uh there's some so not to, really fun but yeah none of them were like too fun though like because some of them are very kind of the the one that's the most grindy is to get a rolodex a business card of every enemy and as Liz was saying those are you only get like one or two per dungeon and you have to find the specific monster, and you have to throw a card at them. And you can only hold three weapons, so you're kind of utilizing a third of your weapon slot. So it's it's kind of annoying to hold it on till the very end. Yeah. So for like the bosses and stuff, because I mean they're not the most durable weapons, and some rooms have crap. So it is kind of a gamble. Yeah. So that's probably the worst achievement, but you can at least get a majority of them just by playing the game. But getting into our final thoughts, 
Keith, why don't you go? Tell us what you thought of going under. So I I really liked going under. I did. I I think it's fun. It's it's fast paced. It's and it's unique enough in its own way. Like like we talked about, where you can just kind of pick up whatever you want, fight with what you want. It breaks and you move on. Like you're built to lose your weapons, and every perk that you get feels useful. Whether or not it's your favorite one, or you always want to grab that perk. Everything seems to change the game just a little bit and just enough that you always feel like you're you're doing something different every time you go through the same cycle over and over again. The music's great. The graphics aren't impressive, but they fit and they're fun. And overall, it just it works. I think I got to give it an 88. That's high. That's pretty close to actually what I'm thinking, too. So for me, like I said, at the beginning, I was going to give this game a pass because as a hardcore gamer, I found this so easy that I just wasn't having much fun. But once I got to New Game Plus and it started mixing things up, I was enjoying it. And once I got to New Game Plus too, I thought the story was really kind of kicking in. And so that's when I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm going to see where this game goes and how it ends. And I thought just how it did the final boss and the final fight, I was really enjoying my time there in the end. I thought the music was fantastic. I love that this game is a very small studio and they decided not to do pixel art. And they actually went with three 3D models. And I think it just the graphically fits really well with this game. I thought the combat was good, but I'm glad this game did not stay its welcome. You know, I, I beat it in eight hours, and I was still like, you know what, I, I think I'm going to go back and keep grinding and working more for some of the other achievements. But I, after now I've gotten majority of them, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I think I'm good with this game now. And I, I, I think it's perfect. The game just ends at the right time. So I think I'm going to give it an 85. I just wish the combat was a little better, and I wish there was some of the weapons were a little bit better. It just was kind of frustrating, like, the weapons were just kind of blending in. I'm going to give it a 78. I'm surprised that's that low for how much you played this game. I really did like it, but I the entire time I wanted more. I wanted more weapons. I wanted more variety. And so for me, like, especially being the noob, I spent more time, like, trying to beat the first boss. And there were some areas I was just like, okay, they need more dungeons or something. So I think it, it's me coming from the noob perspective of, you know, just being in some of the dungeons for too long. And I think it's a good game. It, I just think that, like, adding some more things would really make it better and I, unfortunately i feel like i'm I, keith when we first started this podcast he always had the lowest scores i feel like the last couple of games like i've been like the kind of like the, yeah. the pickier yeah, one the cynical one yeah so i don't know how that changed um <laughs> so someone recommend a game that i'm absolutely gonna love so you know i'm not farming the negative simulator. nancy here we come she said no, farming farming simulator. I, but, and so, oh i might no, I, I, did you say a score or were you just saying you agreed with my 85 oh i didn't hear it sorry i i I was managing but otherwise i had another question is would you play a dlc if they came out with one like if they like followed up on the edge of the store like picked up where the story ends and like had a small dlc paid or free say five dollars or less but paid depending on how much it is if it's just one dungeon i don't think i'd pay five dollars for just one dungeon because, like I said, I normally beat these dungeons in one or two runs, and I would want something a little more substantial. I would want something that would actually change gameplay a bit. Like, it would have to be a, like an interesting dungeon, like an interesting mechanic with it. I was thinking, like, two dungeons, like, similar to how they are in this one. Like, you go through one, and then maybe you have, like, a final boss one, and then it resets, and then you have to do it again. I don't know. Just a thought. Five bucks? Yeah, I probably would. Oh, oh. Just a thought. I would, too. 
What about you, Liz? No. <laughs> what would you, about you, Keith? Would, would you play it if Andrew paid the $5? <laughs> After some time went by, I, I would play it, I think. But I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it would, I would feel the same way, just with new dungeons. So. Yeah, and but... I think I think I would be willing to actually pay up to like ten dollars if it was like maybe that amount of content. But yeah, I would do it. If the listeners wanted it, I would do it. Oh, Liz, it look at look at you! <laughs> All do you care about fans. is the listener. But looking at Metacritic, uh, we're looking at seventy three and TBD, and a lot of people love the the humor, playfulness. Um, someone said it had a lot of charisma. But I think they kind of had the same negatives as us. Nothing too interesting. A fourth and silent co-host. I mean, he hasn't been with us for a couple of games, so. I know. We he need needs to, to get sure on okay. it. Yeah. Is he? Did his console break? Is no, he I've, doing all I've right? seen him. I've seen him like some things on Twitter. Oh, okay. I follow him. Oh, you follow him. <laughs> oh, you <Twitter>. follow him. <laughs> yeah, you keep know, I gotta, the stalker. I got to keep up on our guy. You know. <laughs> that does sound really creepy. It wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't hard to find though. I just googled his username. And, okay. and it came up. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have a game suggestion, please email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook with the same name. And we're also at Twitter, GPGBpod. I've been your hardcore gamer. Sh- blah, blah, blah. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. I've been Keith. And I don't know. I, I don't you originally, know. I, you originally wanted your intro to be Mayor of Flavortown. Yeah, I was going to be the Mayor of Flavortown, but. That's already Guy Fieri, so I don't want to be that. So I decided to go with Comptroller. So he's just, which is the weirdest intro. But yep. And I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag. Come on, I'm Dean. And I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob. Noob is EW. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much. And when you hear this episode, make sure you go to either our Facebook or Liz's and wish her a happy birthday because it'll be her birthday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Do you want to say how old you're going to be? That's happy right. birthday, Liz. Oh, thank you guys. All right, thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.